What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. There's a big void right here. Uh, is that, uh, you got that belly void going on. I gotta tell you, I, <laughs> sorry, I had to, Paul had to have an evacuation before we started recording and he got, walks out. He's like, well, I'm moving to the Mediterranean. I'm so, a so changed a man. Life, life. It's a life changing experience. So you think he, he just went and did mushrooms for three minutes. Like, how much do you want? How much do you need for that? How about that? How about that? I'm going to start here. selling all your aircrafts. And within 48 hours, I'm out of here. He's gone. And like that. That's how life-altering that <laughs> poop was. You ever had a poop that was so good it turned you into Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects? You're like, and like that, <laughs> he was gone. The mythical creature. <laughs> I used to know a Paul Gaines. He never existed. He's like the Sasquatch, but with what more fiber. Paul? You're not, you won't believe if I told you what happened. You would not believe. And then he just oh, left me. Oh, come on. Me. Yeah, well, he found God. He was, no, he didn't find no. Jesus or God. No, he did not. Nope. He, he, he found... <laughs> Oh, he found the void within. <laughs> and he's you know, he, if you, actually he created a void within, and now he's going to go fill. He's going to go fill, fill the, void the void with Mediterranean food. <laughs> he's going on the Mediterranean diet to feed the, the void. Solid olives from, from what's it called, from uh, something to vent, from uh, what be- beak to vent. I think that's the term they use for chickens. I think the... From beak to vent? I've, n- I've never heard that something one to, I think the vent is the poop, sh- the, poop, the poop uh, shoot. The sphincter. I think that's called the vent. You can look that up, people. I think it's called the vent. I, uh, yeah, in, in, be, the, in the poultry industry. Make sure you look at it. Yeah, in the poultry <laughs> industry, the, the you know the correct nomenclature is the vent. I, th- I think from it beak might to vent. Be. Maybe we have some poultry people out Do there. Do they have a cloaca? I don't know what they what they have. I'll tell you why I knew some of this because I went to Auburn University and they have, they have a very large poultry school. Uh, yeah. I for, <laughs> amazingly Auburn. enough, I did know did that. You know that? It's yeah. Apparently, it's n- like if you're going to be into chickens. If you're going into a the higher level education on chickens, going into the cock you're, industry, you're going to go to Auburn at some yeah, point. You, you have to at least drive by and wave or yell "War God. Eagle, War Chicken." <laughs> what is it the 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 Alabama folks call the the uh, University of Alabama folks that call not all Auburn people? So yeah, the something chicken. They call them something chickens the war instead chickens. of war. It's, it's war eagle. It's not war eagle. It's uh, it's like sissy chickens or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I never heard about that one. But they were the Auburn Tigers, too. I'm not sure why I went from Tigers to the – I think it was Tigers forever, and then they had this event at a football team – football team – at a football game. There was some fable, something that happened. Someone had a pet, I think, Golden Eagle, I think. Uh-huh. I'm going to fuck half this up, but something like this happened. And this eagle flew around over the stadium or something, and then like at halftime or something happened, and it – spiraled in and boom hit the ground and died the eagle died i think so oh god i thought you were gonna say uh, somebody had a like their they had a, a mat their mascot was like a, a pet tiger no. and it got loose in the stands and murdered a bunch of people and they're like all right probably not gonna be the tigers anymore let's go <laughs> with something safer like an eagles so i but i think instead of just getting rid of because they wanted to keep the auburn tigers but then it's like oh that was like a fantastical event in the middle of a football game so we'll just also add in another animal yeah so i think that's kind of what's supposed to have happened I know how true. I would like to know if that's true. mascot talk on cartoon casual. Like I don't really give a shit if that's true, but kind of want to know. Just I mean, you went to how long did you go to Auburn for? Two years. Only. Two years. Yeah, that's enough. It is. That's enough to that people from that 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 if you hear Roll Tide, you get if somebody says Roll Tide, you get upset and angry. I I did do 
like some of my college uh, requirements, like I went to numerous football games, just hammered. You know, well, so I did. I mean, you you went to an SEC team, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. school. You have to do my hammered dorm was walking distance to the fucking stadium. What do you, what else are you gonna do but stagger there? Yeah, drunk off your ass, or at least stagger out. And I have to say that everybody snuck in liquor. No one gave a shit back then. No. Dude, no one you're gives not a supposed shit. to. Oh, uh, you're not. No liquor. Okay, cool. No one's watching. No one. Yeah, it's not like you're getting the pat down. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> how they do nowadays to check. They don't have the the. Uh, I don't know how big Auburn Stadium is. I know that Al- seventy five thousand people. Or something like that. That's baby one. Okay. I know, but this is back in the eighties. Yeah, but still, yeah. Um, See what it is now. Jordan uh, Hare Stadium. What is it called? Jordan Hare. H A R E. Jordan. Jordan Hare Stadium. Jordan Dash Hare. It's I, it's added since I was there, so I know it's small compared to like Michigan or whatever the, some of these big Midwestern some bitches are. Uh, I don't know who's on top right now. Last I checked, I think it was last fall. Somebody asked me. It was a Michigan fan who like who lives out here, and they said, "Does Michigan still have the bigger stadium, or did Ohio State add like five more seats?" I mean, those stadiums are the biggest. They're bigger than pro stadiums, they're I believe. Way bigger. Most college, most of the Division One college stadiums are bigger than than the majority right. of, of NFL stadiums. Jordan Hare Stadium capacity current. I know they kept adding on to it in height, and I don't know how they. Mm, capacity eighty seven thousand four hundred and seventy five. That's substantial. That's a that's a lot. I mean, that's yeah. that's. That's the entire population of Kingman, Golden Valley, Bullhead City, Fort Mojave, Needles. Like, that could all fit in there with some, some space crazy. to spare. Now, when I was there, it was in the 70s, I think, early early 70s, like 73, 75,000. We repelled off the top. We, in the middle of the night, went there and repelled off the top of the stadium How on the dare outside. You? One time. How dare you? Didn't get, I know. How dare you violate the Jordan-Hare Stadium? You college people. Disgusting. It was awful. Um, College, largest college football stadiums. I want to see the ranking. There we are. Y'all are excited. Oh, is it like over a hundred thousand? Isn't it? Isn't one of them like over a hundred? Oh yeah, 000? no, there's there's several. Okay. In fact, like the top like nine are over a hundred. Yes. Jesus. Are they all? Uh, uh, oh, so you got Michigan, uh, Michigan team, University of Michigan uh, is at one hundred and seven thousand six hundred one. Beaver Stadium, which is in uh, which is Pennsylvania, Oregon. Penn State. Oh, I was thinking of um, and that's one hundred and six thousand. Ohio State at the Horseshoe is one hundred and two thousand. And then the next, I mean, you have uh, Texas A and M is the next one. So the three, LSU, LSU Tigers, uh, Nayland, which is are all, uh, those are still over hundred. Oh yeah, these are all over hundred. And then it goes, it drops down to like so Bryant Denny Stadium, which is uh, uh, that's the. Um, uh, Alabama, and then the then you get down to uh, Sanford Stadium, which is only ninety two thousand, and that is at, and then not too far from that is going to be Auburn. Where the hell is? Fuck, I don't even know Sanford Stadium. I don't, I don't know. Sanford, not San, Stanford. Sanford, Sanford. Okay. Oh, Athens, Georgia. Oh God, I should is know that, that. Is that UGA? Jeez. Yes, that's UGA. Yeah. That's a B fifty two. That's a little baby one. Ninety two thousand only. <laughs> Well, you know, I got in trouble when I went to my... The only NFL game I've ever been to in my entire life was, was. with an ex-girlfriend about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we went to a Broncos-Chiefs game in Denver. And when, and, it, and it was great. And that stadium had... I think it was only like five years old at that point. It was just beautiful. We had really uh, South Sands, South Stands tickets, which is like a holdover from the South Stands from the old stadium. And it okay. was her, my girlfriend at the time, her... Uh, I think it was her grandparents bought season tickets in this the is 70s. About, about when did you say what year this was? 10 years ago, t- okay. 2013. Gotcha. And uh, 
we when we're as we're walking out heading like catching the light rail as we're walking across the parking lot she goes so what'd you think it was your first nfl game and i said it was really great i i had a great time although something has kind of struck me funny i didn't realize how small the stadium is and she goes what it's humongous it's fucking gigantic like she's just going off on me yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's people around kind of looking at me like why is this broad all worked up i'm like she had like 15 bud lights at the what is a know. large stadium it is a but the capacity like i said that i thought it would it would be a bigger capacity and then i started she had no idea she'd never been to a college uh football game before but she grew up going and seeing the Broncos. Like she's probably right. been to thirty Broncos games. So she's been to other pro but, and, stadiums. And, yeah, probably. and it, yeah. I think she yeah, and she went to uh, like Cardinal Stadium and and you know whatnot. And she had no idea. I, I guess she just didn't understand or and or not understand. She just didn't know that college stadiums are, can be way bigger. Yeah. So I think in general, except for a few teams, let's say in general college alumni and those people are longer term fans 100 percent. it doesn't matter where they move they're, they're that fan and they fly back to that town yeah. they're not like season ticket holders that right. that live there they fly back to that town for certain games which so, is not near the percentage of people that do for pro games I, they still do it some do of course but yeah most of them aren't going to do that so i i looked it up i think on my phone and at the time i couldn't remember what the capacity was and i said I, you know i went to an ohio state game where they they said they had a record attendance and it was like one hundred and four thousand people Mm-hmm. She didn't believe me. She goes, that sounds like a NASCAR stadium. I don't think you saw it. I'm like, no, no. The horseshoe, when they closed in, because it used to be a horseshoe, mm-hmm. and they closed in the horseshoe, that's what brought it up over 100,000. Mm-hmm. And she just was thought I was completely... Um, Completely insane, and, and then you proved her wrong. Did she? Did you? Not, well, I not, didn't not have any sex that night. I, no, there was definitely there was sex that night because okay. she was. I think she because she was mad at me. Oh, gotcha. Um, but uh, there was actually. Um, uh, there was actually a gentleman in front of us that was from. He might have been from Pennsylvania, and he just kind of heard. He said, "I couldn't help but overhear your your uh, y'all's conversation." And the Penn State like stadium for the Nittany Lions is is like ninety five thousand people. Like that Division one college typically has they have bigger stadiums than most pro. NFL stadiums, yeah. like most pro stadiums. And she was just like kind of blown away by aghast. that. Yeah, aghast. Uh, the largest by capacity NFL uh, uh, stadium is MetLife Stadium at eighty two thousand five hundred people. Okay. So like twenty thousand more is Ohio State. So that stadium that I went to to see Taylor Swift in. Oh, the radio. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Now keep in mind. That's going to be different because there's going to be eighty thousand people went to that show, right? Because they had the field. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that was what they call what Allegiant Field? Is that right? Uh, yes. That right? Allegiant Stadium. That Allegiant Stadium, and that's where the um, again that's the, the Patriots. I'm sorry, the Patriots. Jesus nope. Christ! Sorry, you people. Wow, we just lost a lot <sighs> the of Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, formerly yeah. of Los Angeles, Oakland. Right. How are they uh, faring here? Los in Los Angeles. What do the Las Vegas people think about the the Raiders? Oh, they now? love it, uh, okay. the, especially because there's a shit ton of Raiders fans that move from California that live in Las Vegas. I got you. So they're doing well there. Oh God, yeah, it was a great move. That's why they're the uh, the A's are looking to move down there. Um, Oakland A's, like yeah. Oakland A's, yeah, yeah. Which would be kind of cool, but also kind of bad. Like I would feel bad for Oakland. It's like they don't have a whole hell of a lot to champion. You know, they have a lot of there's poop in the streets. Speaking yeah, of poop, yeah. Back on the poop again. We're back on a poop again. <laughs> poop and pooping. Okay, speaking of the streets, 
Okay. okay. You had you, you you and I have both had some encounters with people that you did not know. Correct. Oh, we're getting did, to a serious topic. Yeah, well, not serious. It's okay. just more fun because I'm going to poke fun at these people. Okay, good. So you and I recently both have had two different encounters with people that you have no idea, don't know them from Adam. Right. And they just approach you and start complaining about something. Could it I, turns out you're rather knowledgeable about and they both in both instances it was yeah, could I could I say what this last one was just a couple days yeah, ago? Yeah, of course, yeah. So it was after I was in a commission meeting downtown uh, that I belong in and then I uh, so I was gonna meet a buddy of mine just to walk to see the new infrastructure project. You know, phase one of the downtown Kingman infrastructure project which is a fantastic thing it's wonderful if you don't know about it please go check it out or learn about it or you will be enjoying it in less than a year from now yeah um so i went down to check the progress because they're starting to pour curbs and things and it's uh coming right along so i went down there was by myself and strolling in am- among the dirt and taking photographs and this dude who i kind of recognized not as like i know his name but i know i've seen him around and i was looking at stuff and kind of looking at things and he was just out of the blue, right out of the gate, says something very close to, I have no idea whose idea this was. First of all, I thought he was going to say it was going to be great. I, I, I couldn't tell his attitude. Yeah. I thought it may have been a... Like he, he was leading off. I don't know whose who, idea this was, but this, this was. is great. Yeah. Well, that's not what he said. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know whose great idea this was, but this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen anything happen. It's the worst thing that ever happened at downtown. And I know I know what I said now that I'm... Now I'm bringing it back. I said, are you, are you serious? I thought he was kind of kidding, like maybe he was being sarcastic, like yeah. it was really great. He goes, yeah, this is bullshit. It's going to do this. And it's going to it's going to attract more homeless people. And I went, okay, I mean, maybe. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking to myself, I guess I could see if it were more comfortable to hang out. Everybody's going to want to hang out there, whether you're homeless or not. I wasn't going to go down that road, but about if it would attract yeah. or not so much. But he, And I work with the homeless, and it's going to be bad down here for that, and, and it's going to get rid of a whole bunch of parking too. And I went, no, it's not. Explain that to me. Okay. Um, like it's your responsibility to educate this fucking bastard. But I, and I, I, but I, again, I don't I, remember yeah. if I said something like I kind of know a lot about this project. I don't think I did. I don't, I don't think I dropped anything on him at all. But I said, just as an example, because I know this for a fact. You know those little parklet things out there in front of the cellar door and further on down with those. Those are taking up many spaces, actually. Yeah. And I said, those have to leave for this project. And they've been there for a couple years now. Yeah. I said, when those are gone and then all this is done, there'll be a net loss of two parking spaces for the entire four blocks or whatever the heck it is. And he was, there's no way. I said, yes, that's exactly what the data is. That's exactly what it is. So two spaces. I mean, we'll have the sidewalks will be this much wider. We'll have, uh, I didn't mention, because you brought this up, but I should have brought it up, that we'll have actually uh, wheelchair or handicap parking. Yeah, now. actual handicap parking spaces designated. Right, and yeah. it's going to slow. I said, you've been out here before. People have driven like maniacs. The whole idea of these little bump out stuff, too, is to slow people the fuck down because someone actually got, got killed down there yeah. like a couple of years ago. I said, you've been down here at night, I imagine, when cars come ripping. I said, I've seen cars. I know we're going over 60 miles an hour yeah. down the middle of this road, which is fucking dangerous. So it's going to slow that down. And it's gonna, well, it's gonna, it's gonna bring it less. Where it's gonna be more flooding. And we, we, we hit all the points. And I went, no, it's not. And you debunked opposite. every single one I of said, them. You yeah. see that right there? That's a drain being built, which what did not exist before. And it's gonna be all along this whole yeah. area. So it's gonna handle more water. It's gonna slow traffic down. It's gonna bring more people in. It's gonna be more. It's gonna be easier to park. And there you go. And he didn't really say. He was still kind of wanting to. You could just tell he was wanting to complain. So then I think he brought up the homeless thing back, and I said. I said, whose responsibility is that? And he, I, I just want to know what, what his point of view was. Well, it's the cities. I said, city doesn't have a lot of money right now. And everybody's complaining about roads and stuff. And this was a grant, by the way. So let's not get into the roads 
debate. Because he says, no, it wouldn't cost anything at all. And I went, all right. How, I'm curious. I just love that you continue to engage him. So I don't know yeah. why I had nothing better to do. So <laughs> this is what happens when you get to be my age, I guess. And I said, how will it not cost anything? I'm since you're, I, In my mind, I'm going, okay, you help the homeless. You're in this world. Now I'm, you're, you're kind of semi-qualified yourself, maybe as an expert, let's say. I don't know about that, but whatever. How is it going to be free? Well, you know the ridge line back here right behind that? You know, there's a ridge people of downtown Kingman. You'll see the rock cliffs. Right behind that's BLM property, okay? BLM could have the homeless use, and it could be like a tent city back there or a homeless area. And, and I went, yeah, how's that? And then people like me could go there and bring them water and food and stuff like that. And I said, so once the word gets out, I'm just asking you this. Once the word gets out about this free tent city living situation on the other side of that ridge, you don't think that's going to attract more homeless people to Kingman? And then he, there's a long pause, and he goes, didn't really think about that. <laughs> I'm not making this up. That's exactly what I didn't think about that. I should probably think this through a little bit more. He's oh, always, my God. He's, he actually said that, and I didn't say, uh-huh, which I should have, of course. But I thought, and by the way, I think there is a serious homeless situation around the country anyway. There was other ways we dealt with this decades ago, and it's all changed, and it's not good right, right now. You know, there are other ways around, which is a whole different topic. So that was interesting. So the point I was having with you, and you're going to have your own story as well, was like, I don't think I've ever really met somebody that I didn't really know something about them or their perspective and just right out of the gate start bashing shit in a negative fashion without having some kind of background, especially about shit that I didn't know about. Like, yeah. Like, I know a lot about this airport situation, as an example, or aviation, aircraft industry, that kind of stuff, and there's certain areas where I know a whole lot, and some areas where I'm not really as a, much of an expert, like instruction, for example, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't offer my complaints or theories about aviation instruction training very far. Because you don't know that much about it. Right. I would just yeah. keep my yapper shut and listen to the experts if yeah. they were hanging around. And I just thought to myself, and I've asked you this before, too. I thought, God, I wonder if I do that somewhere. Like, I'm just not aware of it. Like, if I meet somebody and I'm somewhere at a restaurant or a bar or a park, and I just bring some topic up that I know really not much about, but just start letting it rip and just start... You know, to a complete stranger, yeah, I've never seen you do that. You just before. start v- vomiting of the words in a negative way to where everybody can hear them. And I thought, what the fuck? I I, I don't understand this. I don't I, get it. I have a few theories on it, but I I, I but don't. But you had I, one too. You see, yeah, a- yeah. About a week ago, I had a gentleman come into Blackbridge who I've seen him in there before, but I don't know him very well. In fact, I'd probably never served him before. I've just seen him uh, there while I was working or whatever, and. He comes up and goes, God, man, I have never seen a project that takes a damn long down there on Beale Street. Like, when are they going to downtown project? Yeah, it's the exact same project. And I'm like, what? He goes, how long does it take to repave a street? It's only a block and a half. And I'm like, that's not, (laughs) that's, I, 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 like. Rather than saying, hey, what's going on with the project down there? Does does anybody know about that? He just came to me like I'm on his fucking team or something. Right. Complaining about how long it takes to pave. Yeah, and I said, you know that they're doing way more than repaving, and they're not just repaving; they're going down to the roadbed, like they're they're putting in. Get rid of God knows how much asphalt, like two and a half feet. Right. They're like they're going to build Hoover Dam all over again with that asphalt. Right. (laughs) The last time that that uh, that the roadbed was or the the actual asphalt was repaved, where it was ground down, 
and like new milled, shit milled put down, and then milled and actually new was like the mid '60s. Wow. So they're doing that, but at the same time, they're getting they're they're uh, putting in infrastructure. Well, what do you mean? I said light poles, fixtures, drainage. They're putting in actual storm sewers, like storm drains. They're putting in plants. They're doing pavers, ADA sidewalks, ADA, yeah, wider sidewalks. They're, they're ADA ripping all, like all the sidewalks out. They're widening the sidewalks out eight feet on either side. So bump outs, yeah, bump outs at the intersection to slow traffic down. This and that. There's they're they're they're, they're not just repaving the road. In fact, they're a couple of weeks ahead of schedule. And he goes, oh. Oh, I didn't know they were doing all that. And I said, "Yeah, should." And I just told him, and his wife is like just embarrassed because all it was is like right. I handed him their drinks, and he's just standing there chirping off for no reason to yeah. whoever wants to listen. And to his credit, about a week later, mm-hmm. he came in just yesterday, and uh, to get a beer, like him and his wife, I think they just get like a sandwich from next door and get a beer, and that's like their little lunch date on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I, I, I walked down there this morning, and they're doing incredible stuff down there. I had no idea that they were doing that much. And Isn't he a local also? Yeah, oh, he's definitely a local. And this has been in the paper. It's like, I, again, we talked about this. Like, where do you get, how do you get the information out? It's online. It's on multiple papers. Yeah. It's with a city website. I don't it's, know, man. It's like, everywhere. Yeah. And I even I even asked him that day, the first time that, he, that we had the interaction, I'm like, did you not read about this in the paper? I didn't see a single story. You didn't see like the four front page articles with pictures and diagrams, <laughs> QR code you can scan with your phone so you can go to a website that explains it in more detail. You didn't see any of that. Mm. Are you on social media? He goes, no, nah, I don't really do that, any of that stuff. I said, okay, okay so you didn't see the, pa- the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, no, honestly, I didn't. I did not know. The cool thing is, is that he changed his tune almost instantly once that I. That is ex- good. Once he recognized, and then he it. went and went down there because apparently he worked for he was at Public Works, not in Kingman, but oh. wherever he retired from. So it which kind is, of interest he, him. He did kind of know about infrastructure projects, but mm-hmm. he didn't realize the whole scope of what this was. Right, and it's a whole bunch of stuff that needed to be done. It's just all being done in one project. The the but the my theory. Is kind of one of those. It, it, it I don't know if it's a theory. It's like this unchecked aggression and unearned confidence that right. bothers me. Right. And like these people, like the guy that, that didn't, th- he just walks up to a perfect stranger, starts bitching about a project, has no idea what he's talking about on all facets, including something he does, which is volunteer and help the homeless. Apparently. Right. He didn't so what think- he says anyway. Yeah. And also he, you can't just set up a tent city for homeless and displaced people, well, people do that on, in BL, San on, on BLM land. No, they don't. They <laughs> but just, not BLM. They, they just let them camp on the fucking side. I know. I think it's a whole different situation. So, like, yeah. and also that's all like improved trails now. That's a trail system back there. <laughs> like that. That guy. Yeah. So the like I said, the uh, uh, unearned confidence and unchecked well, aggression, and I think it comes from the fact that people don't get punched in the face on the streets anymore. Okay. So, but okay. I, I, okay. And that's, that that's that's probably that's what. Someone that we know said that. I, I agree with that. And then people say, oh, it's this, it's this entitled generation. Okay, a little bit of that too. But I know that my, my grandfather would have never, or my grandfather would have never said that. grandfather wasn't from that generation. And my father would have never have said that. Father was an educated man. Not really formally. I mean, you can't be dumb and be a double But he was pilot. in the Air Force. Like, he was in the Air he, Force. He was an officer in the military. Yeah, sure, yeah, kind of yeah. He's educated. And he knows how to do logical thought processes. I educated. I'm an educated individual. I don't have a degree. I, I you know what I mean. Here's like I, here's what I would do. I'm not saying. Well, I mean, just let's say I were 
didn't know about the project a lot and I lived here or I was visiting here and I said oh there's a detour there I can't park it there okay cool and I did by the way I did run into some international people I don't know what language they were speaking but they were down there enjoying downtown walking around the dirt and stuff and yeah kind of looking around at the talking to each other well about they're the used to seeing stuff like that yeah. they're, they're they're used to seeing constant infrastructure improvements no matter what European country they're from right so I would have started like even if I didn't know but I went down there I saw oh detours and I was seeing you, you can see Construction equipment. Yeah. Well, that if we talked about that earlier today, but oh, that's going to be. We want to go check out this equipment. See what's see what they're pushing around. We did. We watched. <laughs> we watched giant earth earth movers move today. earth today before right we started up recording. By the building, yeah, they were right there. Paul was just practically giddy. He almost had his, had. His, I had to restrain him. He was taking his pants off. He was like, just getting so worked up. Like we all, the construction works that to. To their credit, they said, that happens all the time. Men come around us and take their pants off all the time. I'm sure they do because they just want to. Because we used to play with Tonka trucks, right. you know. But anyway, so if it were a detour and you would see a big project, you'd say, oh, my gosh, is there a problem? Or and you would go down there just walk another 40 feet out of curiosity yeah. and see what they're doing. And yeah. you would see within a few moments. Exactly. Oh, well, look at these. These are brand new curbs that are coming way out here. You could see where the how wide this. You could see if you have a really a little bit of a brain. Oh, the white the sidewalks are coming out. Oh, they're t- this is really this is a big change going on down here. That's yeah. kind of interesting. And that's what you would that's what I would think. You know, if I were visiting a city or lived in this one, didn't know about it. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever. I, maybe I'll get to that point. I've told you before where my firearms are just to shoot me. You know, if I just start automatically complaining, like, at what, at what am I, is it going to be a click when I get to a certain age where I'm going to automatically go to, they're going to take away the parking and it's going to have I, I trees think, with birds. Yep. Yeah. And it's going to have. The birds are going to shit all over the place. And that, did I tell you what I chimed in? The lady was bitching about the birds and how the birds oh, poop everywhere. No. The, the downtown merchants meeting. Which was a couple prior, months ago. Yeah, it was a couple something. months ago. Yeah. And I was I was there because the boss man and I took turns going to those meetings because it just drains the life out of you. And he's mm-hmm. got a kid. I'm just me. So I like, hey, he's. Well, I just go home and play with the kid, man. I'll take right. care of this. And I kind of wanted to see. What kind of shit show showed up? And well, it you was, were hoping just to get some information. I understand. I've seen that said that kind of sidetracked because of all the stupid fucking. That's comments. exactly what it was. It, like the meeting, it went it, it went over by fifteen minutes longer than scheduled. And you learned a not much. And learned nothing except for the names and faces, and got to actually like meet face to face some of the like the like the uh, the the project manager for the general contractor that's doing it, and then the mm-hmm. lead engineer and the lead architect, and like I got mm-hmm. to meet those people, which was great. Yeah. But the presentation that the two representatives from the city of Kingman tried to do were derailed by dipshits. Right. Derailed by dipshits sounds like a great punk band <laughs> where we all dress up like boomers. <laughs> derailed by dipshits. These yes. are people that had businesses downtown that claim they knew nothing about this project. Yes. And I showed both of those. Uh, the, it's two couples. Yeah. And I showed both of them on the email going way back to like like October, I think, of last year or November of last year. I said, this is your email address, right? Well, Yeah. You're on the same group email that we've all been getting these these emails from. You were contacted. I don't know if you thought you were going to get a registered letter or whatever, but it is 2023, and email is the is the preferred way of communicating with everybody. And I'm pretty everybody. sure, I don't know if city officials, but maybe someone from Kingman Main Street went kind of a door-to-door to yes, talk about the absolutely. project. absolutely. There's so much awareness was, yeah. was done by people on the ground. Yeah. So... Uh, but the one lady was complaining about birds, and the tr- I hope they plant the right kind of trees because... Trees attract birds, and birds poop all over the sidewalk. Then we have to clean it, and this and that and the other. And I'm like, <laughs> I just chimed in. And I'm like, you know, you know what else birds do? They eat bugs. Really happy about that. <laughs> and Jer- like Jeremy, like kind of, I could see him from behind. Him and mm-hmm. Crystal kind of chuckled. 
and a few other people laughed. Ed man looked at me. He's like, God damn it, man. So, uh, but that lady kind of gave me the the stink eye, and then I realized where their shop was, like to like right, right like right by Blackbridge. But whatever. But they but they were so defeatist about it. They're like, so you're gonna basically shut our our business down for three months, and they're like, no, you're not gonna. We're operating outside of business hours, and when when it's time for you guys to open, you will have access. It's going to be a dirt sidewalk, right? And it's not going to be the best access, but it's and it's, we have to do it like this in order to get to the next step and improve things. And most of the areas are many of the areas anyway are accessible from the alleyways behind, or people have made. If you saw that people made other um, parking lots accessible, yes, we yes. can get to them yes. and have a fairly short walking distance. Very much so to most of the shops. So, with all that having been said, again, and maybe maybe punch. Obviously, violence is never the answer unless you absolutely have to come to it. But sometimes, like I, I wonder if these some of these people forgot what it was like to just have somebody scream at them to tell them to shut the fuck up. Right. Or no one asks you, or this conversation is none of your fucking business, or, or I'm just walking down the street, why are you talking politics to me? Right, or it could be a like at least a, a string of a, two or three senses that really had a heavy impact, like, you know absolutely nothing about this project, which is very obvious, yeah. and you're making comments that you know nothing about. Correct. Why? You know, or just you know, hit him with something like that at least. Like my, I honestly, like, one of my favorites. I actually lost my cool on on an old two. It was two old guys that were in Blackbridge, probably three years ago, and they come in and they're wearing the uniform of their favorite president, which we all know who I'm talking about. Abraham Lincoln. And, correct. Yeah. No, it like was a, it was Grover like a, fucking Cleveland. Ted gallon hat, giant, giant hat, giant stovepipe hat, right. giant, and no no mustache and a beard and a beard, like and they tried to wrestle everybody. <laughs> No, in suspenders. Uh, correct. It, yes, it, definitely in White suspenders. White shirt, rolled up sleeves. <laughs> anyway, Eddie, uh, the guy walked up to the bar and he went to order his beer. So, what can I, what can I get you this time around? And he said, "I don't know if you've been dealing with this." And but 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 and starts just starts going on and on and on. I let him go for about thirty You're going seconds. To, can't wait to where this is headed. And he just started going on and on and on about national politics, how they relate to local politics. And I was like, "I'm just going to stop you right there." What? One, I don't care about your opinion or anyone else's when it comes to politics. Period. Two, do you see this sign? No religion, no politics. I stand by that. I wrote that post-it note. I'm enforcing it now. I don't want to hear another word or you can leave and don't come back. Uh-huh. And he, I, I've never been so disrespected in a, in, in, I'm like, really? Well, obviously that's why you continue to act like this. <laughs> okay. And he goes, why? I, what about freedom of speech? And my freedom oh, of speech. Has- Oh. And, you know, I didn't even go off on the normal rant that I do. It was yeah. like, that's just the government. And I said, you should read the Constitution again because clearly you did not comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And I served in two wars. I'm like, I don't care where you served. Oh, Thank you for serving. I appreciate your service to the country. But you, if you don't understand the freedoms allowed to you in the Bill of Rights, then you should not be allowed to speak about it. What beer can I get for you? And just ended the conversation. <laughs> Poured him his beers. He went back. And his friend was kind of embarrassed because mm-hmm. he afterward, like, because that guy didn't want to come back up to the bar. Mm-hmm. So when they drank, I don't know, three more rounds or whatever, they were leaving out the back door and the friend came over to pay. And he's like, I'm really sorry for my friend. He likes to get worked up. And I was like, friend gets worked up because he hasn't had anybody shout him down in a long time. He goes, no, he really hasn't. And I mm-hmm. don't think a lot of people do. And I said, well, that's the thing. Like, when you come in and you're wearing a uniform like that, people already prejudge you. And oh, yeah. I don't like that because it disrupts 
the vibe of of the establishment of the whole yeah the whole atmosphere and know. then when he brings up politics in a place where it's inappropriate because right. he thinks he can get away with anything because right. he's over a certain age yeah no one's gonna quote, disrespect horse shit yeah and i can tell you right now if that guy owned a bar in the 60s when he was around my age he never would have tolerated somebody coming in and spouting off politics like that fucking never i thought about um i know and i thought about you probably saw a comment I made on a post a couple days ago, and I really thought about it for 20 minutes, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you have to think about a comment on social media for more than 30 seconds, I think you need to take a break. <laughs> I'm not even from joking. social media in general. I, I, from, yes. I know. So what it was, though, and you'll appreciate it. Because your engagement is too high. I, I understand. It's too much. That's I totally agree. 20 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Paul, you're, I know. You're 83 years old. You I don't can, have that much time left. I'm a... Not an octogenarian. I'm a... What's the nine? The nine you're uh, nonagenarian. You're <laughs> pushing... Non- you're knocking on death's door right now. <laughs> Knocking on heavens. Anyway, um, it had to do with some events going on or this week at this place, which I remain mm-hmm. nameless, which has a big sign on top of the uh, building. Yeah, yeah. And, but there's, yeah, we're doing this on Wednesday and then Thursday and Thursday and Friday and something like that. And then someone, I think someone reposted that onto a larger Kingman area um, Facebook page. And someone came in right away and said, yeah, I would go in there if the stupid sign wasn't up there. That's just ridiculous. Oh, shit. And I went, oh, let's see how this goes. And no one really came back and said anything, and someone else kind of said something else. And I said, yeah, that's a problem. I, uh, I, uh, what I said, I think I commented on that person, but I said, I am really had enough of, of any of the uh, identity politics and tribalism on any public retail establishment. I don't care what side you're on. I won't. I, I won't, just don't want to deal go with there. it. I yeah. won't go there, and therefore I don't go there. And I got a bullshit little likes on that one. Actually, no. not that I was looking for that. I didn't give a shit. I thought, no, fuck. I'll just say it. People know me, and they'll assume because I said that about that sign that I'm um, that the, you're the other the direction. other side. And but nothing, you're, no but one you're piled not. in. I made another comment though on a. This was a aviation, which I'm sick. Of, I love this side, but God Almighty, it turns into politics sometimes. And one of them was a. Um, uh, what the fuck did they say? Hold on just a second. I'll, I'll get it in just a second. See, it had to do with whatever airplane someone was someone was 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 flying. Okay. And um, oh no, I know what it was. It was it had to do with wearing masks again. So someone posted on this. This is an aviation website now. So their their original post had a picture of Alex Jones. Oh God. And it said it, it, they they reposted someone else's post and said. Alex Jones says that by time October, November rolls around, there's going to be another variant, or there's there's rumored to be another variant, and they're going to have mask requirements again in airports, and they're shutting stuff or whatever like that. And so I saw that, and I thought this is an aviation, a well-known aviation, but they let this go for some reason. Yeah, they don't have they don't have good enough moderators. They, they don't. But I early on I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to say something." I'm going to say, "Yeah." When I saw the post, I put in quotes. Alex Jones says, and I put it in quotes. That's when I stopped reading. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then someone else came back and said, "Oh, I guess you, you know, Paul A. Gaines. I guess you lap up all the breakfast crap that Biden spews or whatever like that." And I went, "Oh God, actually, no." But you know, cute comment though, <laughs> and people liked my comment back at him too. But you know, I, I didn't, it, I didn't engage a fight with him. But I said, "No," because I don't. No, I'm not a Biden fan either, no. folks. It, and it and it kind of doesn't matter. It's no. more, it's more like. When is the appropriate time to discuss those things? It's never appropriate time to post anything about Alex Jones on an aviation website. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, what the fuck is that all about? Again, 
unchecked aggression yeah. and unearned confidence. Right. He, he got he got bashed pretty hard. Fortunately, I hope so. Defending Alex Jones and like it's really hard to defend somebody like that. Like I can when he went after the Sandy Hook families. Al- I'm done. I'm just yeah, fucking yeah, done. Yeah, the with Sandy you. Hook family thing really did it in for me. And I, pay, I paid barely any attention to Alex Jones, mm. mostly for the entertainment factor. Is the only time I sure. really paid attention to him because it was. It was funny to see a grown ass man basically throwing like a two hour long hissy fit about, I mean, nothing. Right. Uh, like non, like just non issues. People love the, the entertainment value of him. They really yeah. tune in because they and, think he's funny. And I think, but then, but then you have the people that end up. They're like, oh, because right. he gets like he's kind of like Nostradamus. Like every few hundred thousand words he says, he gets something S- something somewhat right. Y- you throw enough. You know, spaghetti on the wall. Something's going to stick, yeah. and that's exactly what what he's done. He's made a career out of it. And then you get some crazy, recently crazy people go to judges' homes and yes. stalks people and try yeah. to kill people and set off bombs. And I which mean, is it, why this I, is what happens. I have no problem if people. And I know this sounds this sounds very callous, and and I and whatever. But I don't care what side of uh, of your poli- you know, what side you're on when it comes to politics. What you identify with doesn't matter. If you go to someone's home to threaten and intimidate them for any reason and they are fearing for their life their safety the their safety of their family their property you have every right as far as i'm concerned to defend yourself in however way you see fit because that is your sanctuary that is your home that is your castle that's why it's called a castle doctrine like that makes sense to me like what you want to be and that's where that's where i lose my like lefty friends like i I lose them because they're like that sounds a little violent i'm like are you fucking kidding me? Right. I don't want anyone in my house unless I've invited them. Right. Period. And there have been judges that have been threatened or even killed that are considered to be liberal or conservative. It's happened. It over doesn't. The years. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it doesn't side, matter what side, it's side just, you're on. They it has d- disagree with them. So I would I, hate to be. I would love to be a judge because judges get to make rulings. You know. Yeah. But at the same time, there's no fucking way. No. You'd have to have. You'd have to really. You have, your life is not public anymore. You're you're in, and you're inviting. You're just inviting the crazies to come out. The yeah. distilled crazies. And then when you have uh, enabled, someone has enabled those crazies, like fucking Alex Jones, right? Has enabled those crazies. You're making other people's lives. You're directly responsible for influencing people that are making someone else's life or lives miserable. And, and that's not fair. And it's just and it's, it's a hot to, environment to me, right it's now. An, it's, it's un-American. Just, no, yeah. it's it's. it's but the, we, we've lost what that means too. That we, that's the sad part, is yeah. is the un-American part. That to me is, it, it's not you know. It's, people, oh, that's your opinion. Okay, well, here we go with that stuff again. But if you, if you read the Constitution, you figure shit out. Whatever, I don't care. Like the, I always go back to. Uh, in fact, this goes back to a, a conversation I had well over a year ago to, with a, a gentleman who uh, is highly intelligent, well-educated man mm-hmm. uh, that I have to see pretty much every day. And uh, he said something about McCarthyism, and I said, yeah, that's, you want to talk about unconstitutional and just brutally un-American, and he just said, what? The <laughs> communists that I'm like, first off, you weren't alive, really. You weren't cognizant of the McCarthy shit. You're not that old. Right. You think you are, you act like it, but you're not actually that old. But that's like the, we, when the, we beat the French. Remember that whole international? Oh yeah. We yes. no, I, we didn't do anything. We, we didn't do anything. We're in Taco Bell at two in the morning and line. We're fourteen <laughs> Jägermeisters deep. <laughs> we, we threw up Taco Bell in the in the parking we lot last night. We didn't do a night. goddamn thing. Our parents and grandparents did great things, but we didn't do shit. <laughs> so yeah, we did this, and if we it weren't for us, that that they'd be speaking German in France. Like we didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that I do that's uh, Doug Stanhope yeah. and it's just uh, just a brutal fifteen year old <laughs> bit 
Well, he's a nationalism is stupid. It's still, he you just have, comes you have to watch right it, out. You have to watch it once every few months. His, just because. his segue <laughs> is so funny because he's just like, it's like 10 seconds of silence. Like he's trying to figure out, either get up the, gather up the courage to go off. Right. Or he's just like, like trying to collect gonna himself. He's going to go all in and double down. And it's, the whole bit is like 10 minutes long. He goes, yeah. nationalism is stupid. All it does is teach you to hate people in other countries you've never fucking been to mm-hmm. and don't know anything about. It's dumb. Yep. So, but anyway, uh, that, 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 McCar- what I told this, this yeah. guy was, is that I said the whole, jo- Joseph McCarthy should have been put in prison. Oh, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the most un-American people to ever be called an American citizen. And I, this this dude's mind was about to break. Mm-hmm. And he goes, how can, he, he asked me, he, go, he honestly asked me, how can you rationalize that? And I said, having read over things and the damage that was done, the, the damage that was done that people still feel to this day, because people lost their businesses, they lost their fortunes, they were followed around and hounded by the FBI and CIA for decades after the McCarthy hearings, because it wasn't just over in late 1958. No. It kept going. Right. And the bottom line is, is that if you tell me that I have a certain thought process that you don't agree with and that I can't do that anymore and it damages my livelihood, that is un-American. Oh, 100%. Because I could just as easily say, well, wait a second. Republicans are this and this and this and this, or Democrats are this and this and this, or Libertarians are this and this and this. And then I just tell them, you you can't do that anymore. That's unconstitutional and against the bedrock of what this nation was built on. Yes. That's horrible. I, you're I, regulating thought. You're turning into thought police. And then I got a little worked up and talking about it. And he, he was like, the guy was like, okay, I, I didn't think about it from that perspective. But you got to understand the Red Scare. And like, the Red Scare was nothing. That was media bullshit. Yes, it was 100%. By the way, the all Communist the- Party of the United States never, ever got more than like 20,000 members. Speaking of the military industrial complex during that same time period, we were led to believe that the Soviets had whatever the numbers were, certain fighter planes, certain bombers, all <laughs> they these missiles. Have they have near <laughs> shit. Not even close. And they still don't. And no. And their shit breaks all the time, like when they crashed on the moon earlier this right. week. Right, just oops. And like they, like they, it's one of those little models that when you're a kid just kind of crashes. When you, one of those little model water jet models that you pump up. Yeah, and, oh yeah, one of those <laughs> things. And then it just <laughs> fell. And it <laughs> fell the fuck off. They, that guy didn't go to Soviet Moonlander Mechanics Day. No. and But it was... It, it, that's the part of it too, and I I believed it when I was younger. And my father was in the air oh, force. Oh, absolutely, he was part of the Cold War. One hundred percent. He didn't know any better either way. But later on, after he got out and he read more, also, and then talking to people that worked actually in the defense industry, people that really really know and said, "Yeah, this was all." But they made a shitload of money. Oh yeah, defense con- You know, good technology went forward in certain directions. Yeah, obviously, but the scare was not. It was, it was nothing. Way overblown. Yeah, and it all it did was terrify people yeah. and create division. You mean like both news channels do right now? All the news channels right, seem to, to do scare, it. Because like, scaring is a big motivator. Which I think is a good. I think it's good that you watch uh, financial news oh, because yeah. numbers people uh, they're not fucking around because they're 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 in business to make money and get rich and get richer. Right. And there's no bias there. And they're controlling a lot more of the world that's going on than a lot of political people anyway. Correct. But the so. uh, the uh, yeah telling uh, so I actually I kind of turned the turned the old guy around on that conversation mm-hmm. because I said you're you're it this country is founded on majority rule with minority rights and if the whole country decides we're all going to be communists and that grows there's kind of nothing you can do correct 
Yeah. It's just over the centuries, if we've we all elect gone away from that. All of us, you want to elect people that are a certain way. Yeah. It can go that way. Yeah, it's bad for the country. Right. But you can't make it illegal. That's horrible. That's, it, that's, that's, that's unconstitutional and un-American. I thought to myself, and this would never, ever work, but it was a good idea for at least seven or eight seconds. Because <laughs> then I thought okay. it through and went, that's not going to work. But um, because you've got people on the right, people on the left, people right down. The, you know, most people are kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah. The vast majority of people. I would love to have an algorithm. Like if you averaged out what the sentiment is right now, 100% with everybody, what they believe, where the country is. Let's pick 100 different topics. And there's some, it's this numerical value right. on for whatever that topic is. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying you're, yeah. you're rating that from 0 to 100 and whatever the fuck it is. It'd be great if you could create an algorithm. In other words, have no actual <laughs> have no actual government, but create an algorithm that is sympathetic to all those ideas for every topic. Yeah. And whatever thing comes up, the algorithm just sorts it out and votes that way. Well, that sounds... Um, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Very 1984. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I can't believe you spent seven seconds on that and, 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 <laughs> yeah, tw- think about and 20 it. minutes think on a comment. Arguing and emotional nonsense and all this bullying, people lying all the time. No, the, the mathematics has Well, it. It, maybe not an algorithm, but an actual an actual program that just weighs every single facet of, of a concept. Right. But you still have, with, to have, with, the, you have to have the average person's opinion, too. I don't mean average person's, but the average weighted beliefs of right. what things should be correct like you can't be like look 100 percent liberal like the classic liberal person now whatever it is hard left wing whatever the fuck it is all the way into comment you know socialism or beyond right. that or marxism whatever like that if we ran the country that way it would not work it would absolutely fail you ran the country on the hard right the other way people are convinced it would work no sir no it wouldn't holy shit it wouldn't work that way either so it's somewhere all this fighting pays off it's a mixture of the two well, on some level yeah, yeah. So whatever that mix is whatever that number is be nice we could just kind of follow that for a while rather than screaming at each other yeah yeah i, I would I agree with that i know it's a it's a dumb idea that would never happen but i just thought of it because mathematics kind of solves you, you can understand the universe with mathematics you can understand everything physics chemistry it's all mathematics but, and, but then you have people the brain is not is not uh good you can't. <laughs> the brain did not. The brain did not good. <laughs> Mongo, Mongo is just pawn in game of oh, life. Oh God, I'm gonna pass out from laughing. I've had coffee and a big poop right there. I had a lot of kind that's of caffeine. That's it. Paul, Paul has a void. <laughs> I'm filling the void up with coffee. That's not a good idea. That's should we take a quick break? N- sure, we should probably take a break at some point, or we can just keep going. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could take a break and reset, or just not. I don't care, Joe. I, 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 I say let's keep going. I think pick it up then where we left off. All right. My algorithm, my mathematical algorithm for the average. And, of the and I like the concept of it, but we don't, we don't have, we don't. I don't think we have the ability. Plus, we don't have rock solid data sets yet. Because if you had, if you used a computer program of some sort to make decisions mm-hmm. that are the the best possible ones for, say, this country, that it's never gonna, it's never gonna work because. You have statistical anomalies, so your your black and white has already become a little gray, mm-hmm. and then you have people who have an opinion on something. That opinion gets thrown into the machine as a as some sort of a value, mm-hmm. and then they change their they they read new information like oh shit that's different so I changed my mind. It's already in the data set. It's but already it, done. But, it, but no, it would change all the time. It'd be like a like a real world thing it would change constantly no matter what's. See now you're talking about. Uh, 
uh, constant monitoring and data input from from the citizenry. Oh, which, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about a big old which, which hunk could of memory. Be big old hunk of memory. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I guess in theory it could work. It, it might work. But then you have, like, unintended shit that's going to be like... Okay, let's say you could do the same thing, though, with, with your my life or your life. In other words, what, what, if, what if there were a test, which they do have these, you know, big old hundred question, thousand question, it took you like a month to fill this out, and you gave truthful answers about all of this stuff, and then it would spit out the algorithm for your life. This is how you need to manage your life. This is the best way to manage your life based on your, based on these your attitudes, honest, your attitudes, yeah. your upbringing, your level of education, your interest, your you know, chemical imbalance. That would be interesting. I would take that test just to see what it, and then the thing comes along in your life. It would probably be like a non, this non-answer is not useful at all. I was like, what you should do is get into uh, composite aircraft repair. <laughs> Uh, you get your private pilot's license. Probably get yourself some no, sort of. No, it already knows that. Like, it already knows no, they're it, doing this. Oh, okay. I was going to say yeah. if you were younger and you did this, but if oh, you did, if you plugged in right now, it'll tell you. Well, basically, just keep doing what you're doing. And, and then, what if it said at the end you should probably get out of get, well, get it, off of Facebook? It, it might say that. You know, it might say that. You know, how how often are you on social media? How often do you post? How often do you comment? How often do you re- whatever? And it's, that would take that into account. And then it would take your. It would monitor your health. Like for me, high blood pressure is sometimes an issue. And it would say so based on my social network involvement or city involvement because that adds stress sometimes uh work environment social stuff that i do which is sometimes positive or it could be negative you know what you know yeah. all these things it might suggest ah you should work towards retirement as much as you can right work now. towards retirement and also retire from facebook immediately right it may say you have like now that. been logged out of facebook the, right. the algorithm is like he's toxic in fact, they, they, bad yeah, for him. Yeah, you could have different settings where it would take care of it. For you. Would you like us to automatically t- take care, manage your life 100%, and then boom, can't go on social media anymore. Like, you try to look at it's not even on your phone just, anymore. It's, it's the gone. app is not even there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the level of control you need for social media because oh, just know. say no. No, I, I have spent said, 20 minutes thinking about a comment. I have never. 20 kn- minutes. I've known people. Yeah, it's, I put effort into should I, should I not? Okay. Anyway. Um,. I do know we know, both know people who have taken a break, like an actual 100% break from social media yeah. before. Uh, I have never, I don't think you have, because I've seen you. No, you, I've tried. I, I mean, I, I've, I, I know I haven't. I don't have the time to do it now. Right. I used to have all the time in the world when I worked at the hospital. Wait, all the time to, do, to, to get up beyond, to be all over social media. All not the time. all over, but I do see you make comments occasionally. Oh yeah, no, I do occasionally because I've got a, an extra five minutes or something like that. And, but but have, you, have you ever taken a? But I'm also forced to have a Facebook page for ten years now, because True. I because you cannot manage, you can't manage a business Facebook page or Instagram page without having a a personal Facebook account. And this is otherwise I would have deleted that shit five years ago. It was pointed out to a marketing person that I trust in this town a while back. They said, for good or for bad, he said a lot of towns aren't like this, but this town is a Facebook town. It really is a lot more than some of the other stuff that we all know. The engagement I know who you're talking about and I've heard that that the engagement here is way higher than the than population than the average, like a of a a medium sized town. Right. So if you're gonna be engaged in it's, social media. It, it's Facebook. It's good for marketing. It yeah. re- it's it's a it's a fantastic marketing tool. I'm not gonna lie. No, social media has always been mm-hmm. a fantastic marketing. I mean, there's bands that got their start that are now multi platinum recording artists that got their start on MySpace mm-hmm. because they uploaded songs for free. And that was back. I don't know if you remember MySpace much, yes. but uh, you I could, had a very small page for a very short period of time. You, I was active as hell on it, and 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 the, and the forums on on the band uh, MySpace pages were 
where you found out i mean you found out there that they were here's a track list to our our new album that's coming out in three months so again myspace you know, was more like music that. oriented isn't that correct they, it's kind of what they were about myspace is now it oh, wasn't it now. in the beginning okay. it was just a full just a full-blown social social media network now tiktok before it was called tiktok was called musically music.ly and that was geared toward music because it was like anywhere from 10 seconds to a minute long clips of of of, of video musicians a... yeah okay and uh it was great and i shit i saw that thing i remember when it changed over to tiktok my musically app updated and completely changed and it said now it's called tiktok i was like the fuck is that all right i'll check it out and it was basically the same thing and then of course it exploded yeah uh more even i think it exploded faster than facebook but uh anyway I think um, you're right but uh like there so but it's I a market. Right it's a it, tremendous market. China had it though, so they it really got traction in China, right? And China, China has outlawed Facebook, haven't they? I China is not in. I mean, Facebook is not in China. I, I don't think. know. So that's one. Or thing. if it's or it's heavily restricted. I know. That, yeah. Oh wait, they they have their own like Twitter. I think that state like state sanctioned right. state run or something like that. Yay. That, where they, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's what happens when you're like, nope, you can't have these thoughts. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And again, you know where I'm with certain things. There are certain. I'd love to have a real good conversation with some really smart people who can justify one way or the other because I I don't think you should be able to say just anything because it causes big problems. Yeah, I would agree. So there's some, to whatever level, that's a big topic. Oh, it's but, a huge topic. But I don't want to just scream at people and have them scream at me because of that. I would like to have people that are really know about this stuff psychologically, constitutionally, governmentally. Yeah, What's good for the community-wise, not just what we think is good, but "quote unquote" objectively, what's good. But the the problem with that is is finding those people that are that are reasonably intelligent and not even intelligent. It's just just reasonable mm-hmm. because the the you know the like the guy that was barking politics at me and I shut him down and he got all mad at me because I'm half his age and I shouldn't be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, right. you know. But also, like. That guy was unreasonable. He wouldn't have listened to my opinion on things. He wouldn't. He no. had. He didn't no desire whatsoever. He didn't give a fuck about my opinion, mm-hmm. and he just assumed that I cared about his because he's older than me. I don't think so. Like he's and, wise. And he knows. And it's not that I'm ageist by any stretch. My grandfather, who was a member of the Greatest Generation, mm-hmm. born in 1927, was the one who taught me. Like just, he's, I remember him telling me I was probably 16 or 17. He said, "Joey, just because someone." is older than you doesn't mean they deserve your respect. Respect needs to be earned. And, like, my grandfather told me that. Now, that's you, a core tenet in philosophy now, of that man's you life. You can start out, because this person didn't say anything. That's different. You know, everybody starts out, like, on a level playing field. You know, you give them yeah. as much respect as, you know, you're not going to disrespect them out of the gate. Yeah, I'm not going to do what they do. They kind of started it, they, if they, they started it. I mean, it's true. But they did. They engaged yeah. first. They yeah. they engaged first, which allowed me to engage, and they just they did not think that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me multiple times. I'm just to the point where I'm like, if I have the extra energy to devote a minute or two of my time to that person to let them know, hey, this is a boundary. You've crossed a boundary, and you uh, clearly haven't been uh, been told about what boundaries are in a long time or if ever, and this is it. Right. And it, it it's not aggressive. I'm not being aggressive about it. I'm not coming at them going, fuck you. I'm not screaming at them. I'm not cussing at them. I'm just letting them know you've crossed a line. You're not going to do it again, and that's it. And and people see that 
as being attacked. I'm like, that's not being it though. That's not being attacked. If I really wanted to assassinate their character, I would. That that those are the people that 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 get real aggressive about the quote unquote good old days. And I say, oh, the yeah. good old days for who? Black people, women, <clears throat> including your wife. <laughs> Do we want to go back to the day where right. you know, like she had to ask your permission to open up a bank account or get a job? Or get on. You birth know the fifties were good. My, I mean, there was a there was an article. My, I remember my my father made. He didn't make me read it, but he this was years ago when Happy Days was a big. Yeah. You know, the show Happy Days. The fifties revival shit that right. Happened, so like, so yeah. somebody wrote a big article on that. It was hilarious. They said Happy Days. I don't think so. And they said yeah. oh, this sucked. That was sucked. My car also sucked. I you know because <laughs> it was yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. And it was this, and it probably went on to the whole civil rights thing too. I'm sure they threw some of that in there. The Corvettes said, had straight sixes. What kind of bullshit was that? Right. Like with like, no yeah. no suspension or just yeah yeah zero whatever yeah. couldn't corner that sucked you know you know wait whatever so important women's rights as well yeah yeah all that shit so so when they say good days. old days you're talking about middle middle to upper class white males and that's it that's Every, it everything is full of perspective also like this museum we we talked about this before this museum coming out here is is and i'm going to make sure it's not spun a certain way because everything, you know, when we look at a B-17, like that's a cool old radial engine American bomber at one World War Two, and you listen to, you know, swing music, 1940s, fucking, who was the guy, the uh, band? Count Basie. No. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> WC. No, but after no, that. that, that, after, fucking, that <laughs> after that and before Aerosmith. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There was no good music between WC. No, the WC 1940s, the guy was Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller Orchestra. Glenn Miller music okay. and all yeah. that shit, and you're over there, and they, oh, this is, isn't this great? Yeah, well, not really, because we've had older people that are now passed away that were on B-17s that came around here when we had them here, because we asked them to come here. Yeah. As World War II veterans, to kind of honor them, if you will, they didn't want to hang around. They didn't want to hang around. That brings back all sorts of memories. Yeah. And the, and, and the same people that don't understand that are the same people that would be like, I don't understand why these young kids are talking about getting triggered. That's what we're talking about. Right. These, these, are, these are guys that saw literally, they, they saw everything that we did not see when it comes to those aircraft. Right. They saw their friends' heads being blown the fuck off, and they get to ride around with all that shit for four more hours yeah. while they're flying back to England on two engines. Yeah. Great. And, and Sounds like a lot of fun. And then on top of it, I actually read a, a, a very brief article when we were doing research for the, uh, for the uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. That uh, came out here. He was a B seventeen pilot uh, oh, from Mesa. Mr. Uh, uh, Fer uh, Fer uh, Farron. 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 Major Farron. He Major passed Farron. away a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reading up on not so much him, but uh, other you know other B seventeen pilots, and uh, the stories they would talk about. It's a, you know one of them. One of them was a, a gentleman who was who was a B seventeen gunner, like a tail gunner, mm -hmm. and he said that uh, they asked you know do you ever go to any of these you know meetups or he says I don't want to talk about that stuff. I don't even like to think about that stuff. I served my time. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, but my country asked for my help and well they had a uh, draft. Uh, yeah right. That's the yeah. thing. What I love he's like my country is like my country didn't ask for ask me for help. I was voluntold. I had to go like, and fight this war. Like some of those people, if they were really honest, you say oh thank you for your service. And I go you're welcome, but I didn't really. I didn't to really be honest, fucking, I wasn't I really didn't, didn't really want to. <laughs> so. Uh, it and was then the, awful. That gentleman went on to say this nasty little tidbit that they, people don't talk about. You don't see it in movies because they're just glorifying everything. Is that uh, whenever somebody would get shot and actually die on the B seventeen? Not it, this. It was just specific. Not it's not that this is specific to a B seventeen, but but they were because of the, many the thousands way that, of those. The, also. the way that they were built. Yeah. So when you're up at altitude, uh, you can't just like scoop 
the blood and 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 remnants of humans mm-hmm. out the side because it freezes almost immediately instantly it's like 40 degrees below zero up correct there. Yeah. And he said, you're slipping and sliding on someone else's blood. Do you think I want to talk about that? I don't mm-hmm. like talking about this stuff. Right. But maybe someday someone will stop asking me these questions. This was like a movie inter- or like a, a videotaped yeah. interview. Hey, come for on. Let's 20- play the jitterbug. Let's, let's dance the jitterbug. Yeah, let's no do it. shit. Like, let's- <laughs> and just boogie woogie bugle boy plays right, in the background. let's just do that. Somewhere off in the distance, an eagle. Like someone, so. really, you know, someone really ought to have a movie scene where it's got almost sepia shot, but it's like a modern drama done really, really well, where there's that kind of music playing in the background, but not real loudly. What someone's friend does get blown apart, and they're having to deal with it on this airplane. Yeah, to try to try to juxtapose. Yeah, absolutely. What I think everybody would, thinks it is. That would be and some really good cinematography just to really drive the point home. Oh like yeah, this, yeah. Or so pe- to have a little fucking respect and and whatever. Right. Just think about it just for a minute what it was like. The the good old days. Yeah. The good the good old days. I love when people say good old days. Now, are there things that I really miss about say my childhood? They're just simpler times. Absolutely. Sure. Because I didn't have to pay bills. The responsibilities none of were my, zero. None of my friends had died. You had to show up when it was dark when the dinner bell rang. Yeah, and sometimes and, even after that if right. dinner was already served, you're fucked, especially right. in the summertime. You know, Ohio's not that much further north than here, but it would stay dark or stay light out in the summertime till 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in about an hour later than it does here. Sure. So, like, yeah, like, there was times where I, mom's like, just come home, the streetlights, uh, you know, start popping on, and you better be home before dark. Or in the summertime, it was like, if you miss dinner, you miss dinner. Like, you can make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I miss the sim- simpler times of that, but, like, would I trade my cell phone for that? No. Because right. you know what I did today? I didn't have to drive. I didn't have to go home from work, dial one, then the area code, <laughs> incur 10 cents a minute, 8 cents a minute if you're an MCI subscriber, and call or a my lot mom. More for a handful of years prior to that. Yeah. And then call my mom to talk to her about her knee replacement surgery and how she's doing. No, I had a 10 minute phone call with her. Right there, sitting at the bar while I had nothing else to do, and I and that that's a productivity tool. It's mm-hmm. great. So I wouldn't go back to those simpler times, but yeah, of course I, I reminisce about that back when, you know, all, uh, everything was a little less safe, sure, you know, and cushy. Yeah. And honestly, if someone stepped to you out in the street and started talking shit about whatever dumb thing that they had an opinion on. Then you got into a fight about it or told him to shut the fuck up and went on your way. Also, but if you did that now, then I, then then there's a chance that I, someone would be like, well, he threatened me and he was screaming at me. Well, you, I was walking down the street, minding my business, and then you walked up to me and said, this is stupid. Well, why do I have to engage with you? Well, do I let this stupid person right. keep walking and continue saying dumb shit or do I put them in their fucking place? Right. I think... That specific example, just to let you know, the reason I wanted to engage that person wasn't because I gave a shit about them or me, but it's like, this is a downtown project that's gotten a lot of news, and it's I, I need to straighten this person out so yeah. they don't keep scattering nonsense with their opinion, which I may or may not have changed their mind anyway. They may have just went back and reverted back to what they fucking believed and, anyway. And potentially just were placating you because they were scared that because it's some... It's like, this, this guy, guy knows you're talking about. I, I can't mow over him. Yeah, I can't mow over him, so... And he he kind of looks like he's unhinged and may beat my ass. <laughs> he's a little... He's a little quirky. The way, Quirky. There you go. Yeah, you're quirky like Steven Seagal's quirky after he's had too many shots of espresso. 
No, I have seen you. Do you know the way you carry yourself when you're like you're coming out of a meeting or going into a like something important? Yes. The way you carry yourself is very driven, and you look like a guy who is not to be fucked with. Oh, really? And it's yeah, like it, it's like you. It's almost like you have that. Uh, like you just summon up this like subconsciously this uh, uh, this confidence. The people are like, all right, I'm gonna get that guy's way. It's like I'm, the Star Wars. Bum, 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 no, bum, bum, no, it's no, not. It's not like no, that, you're no. not even force sensitive. Although you may be a little force adept because you fly planes, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I, know. I, I don't know. I haven't flown with you enough. No, I don't give a shit. Take the down. Take okay. her down. Uh, no, it's. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just the way you walk with determination, and okay. and and you're not like. Like I like I walk with a sense of purpose with a little bit of aggressiveness and a little bit of sachet thrown in there. Oh, a little bit, a little, little bit, bit, a little pop to the hips. I got you. That's not true. Like if I but so <laughs> but if I could walk in with that same appearance like you're talking about, but then I could put my hands on my hips, and my thumbs forward, and that oh, might you're give one off of the, a <laughs> little bit of feminine like, femininity, yeah, and just put it out there like. Look, I may like a nice throw rug, but I can still fucking beat your ass. Like you or just gotta have that. Put that, my hand like that and go. This room is a disaster. This room <laughs> is a disaster. First off, why are there brass fixtures everywhere? <laughs> this is in two thousand one. What are we doing? This is like not an Applebee's day on two thousand and one. Oh, Jesus! All the brass. Oh, I can't stand oh, that. Look. So much brass in Applebee's. It's ridiculous. Does, it's, does Chili's have brass like that? I man? have no idea. I haven't been in Chili's in like four years. I haven't years. been there a long time either. I just oh, I, I hate that. Brass I instantly look. just dunk on people. I just clown on them. I just I'm like you, you, you. I can't believe you eat at Chili's. But here's the thing, like their food, I think is all garbage. Mm-hmm. Except I really like their chips and their salsa. Okay. Do you know why? No. Because their chips are ultra thin, and you can I can eat an entire basket to myself myself and still eat an entree. Okay. Because there's not that much to them; they're just a vehicle for salsa. So okay, that's I appreciate that. And that, they use that's lime a plus, salt. but it's not like a great review. You know, it's not. A, yeah, that's not a reason why I would <laughs> go. You know, oh, you yeah. know, it sounds good. Chilies <laughs> and a steak made by Chef Mac, which is or Chef Mike. Mike. Yeah. The microwave. Um, I, I just, I ju- and people will try. I'm like you, you, you. If you think Chili's food is quality, you have no idea what you're talking about. I just wonder though, who is what at what meeting in what corporation started off like the first meeting when they said, "Here's how they're going to look on our stores, whatever they are, are going to look on the inside, and it's going to have all this brass." You know, they all the, the like the Applebee's rendering. Yeah. yeah, was it Applebee's? Was it a Chili's? Was it a and back east TGI Fridays, Max and Irma's, and TGI Fridays, oh, like God. all three of them. Now, we never start that shit. We can go back in time and just kill you, them. Do you know that's who, what you do with a time machine? Go back and kill that motherfucker. Do you know who started Chili's? I don't. This know. is going to be the rest of the story. What, what was that guy? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey started the Chili's. Yeah, no, no. Paul Harvey. <laughs> the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Yes. So I want to. Paul s- Harvey. I believe it was in the seventies. Could have okay. been early eighties. A gentleman decided he was going to open up a. Uh, he he wanted to do hamburgers and chili. Hmm. At an establishment, and he wanted to use the recipe that his father-in-law used at these cookouts that he used to go to at his father-in-law's house, his, okay. you know, wife, the house that his wife Because he up thought in. it was a good recipe. Because they, they were great recipes, and he felt, you know, there's so more and more people come to these cookouts that would get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And he decided to open up a restaurant and originally served hamburgers, cheeseburgers, and chili. Okay. And that was it. Yeah. And then it turned into Chili's. And that man's father-in-law... Was Carol Shelby? It was Carol Shelby's daughters. Are you daughters. Me? I just found this out last night. Thanks, Reddit. You fucked me up for life. So now I have trouble I talking say that again. shit. Car- that Carol guys- Shelby's Carol Shelby's daughter yeah. married a, the guy that started, started Chili's, Chili's, and he started Chili's based off of the hamburgers, cheeseburgers, and uh, and chili that Carol Shelby made for oh, at his cookouts. No shit. Yes. 
So I wonder if uh, some of the money that started Chili's was Shelby money. You think it could have been? I think we can blame Carol Shelby for Chili's. God damn it, that guy. Let's see. But he was a World War II uh, flight instructor, so he's okay. It was the company was founded by Larry Levine in Texas, nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, well, Carol Shelley was in Texas. Yep, that's a start. I know it's Vickery. Do you know where Vickery Meadows is? I have no idea. Oh, it's Dallas. That's why I asked. Jesus, no. Uh, let's see. Levine's concept was to create an informal, full-service dining restaurant with a menu featuring different types of hamburgers offered at an affordable price. Is it Chili's or Applebee's where uh, where they go to in the Talladega Nights? The family. Oh, uh, I think it's Applebee's. I think you're right. I, th- I think it is. Because they have the bourbon. The bourbon. That's one of the meals that he orders, and he gets mad at because it was overcooked. Oh, it was overcooked. Uh, uh, bourbon with no, I said no onions. I said no onions. Or whatever. <laughs> I kind of don't need to rewatch Talladega Nights because it's such a good movie. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I found that out last night on Reddit, and I was like, God, I, I have to research this. Son of a bitch. It's true. Yeah, Larry Levine. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, met Carol Shelby's daughter somewhere. They started dating, and he went over to Carol Shelby's house. And he was on Sunday afternoons would cook up. You know, when he was around, he would Steve, cook up. Steve Rebin met Carol met Carol Shelby. Really? He he worked with him on a project. No, oh, that was some kind of a thing. That's and right. guess what? He was the only one. Sounds like Steve, right? Who did not have Carol Shelby sign his toolbox? He just kind of. Didn't think about Fucking it. Fucking Steve. It's one of the things I just love about the guy. He's like, it's almost like he's just nonplussed about certain things. It's like, yeah, he's but, just like, yeah, whatever. It's Carol Shelby. Because I've seen him do that before, and he doesn't like ask for money. He'll just do that. As He'll just be do a he, nice guy. I, he, dude, just probably just got a kick out of the fact that people are like, just yeah, sign the and, toolbox. And he was working with him for a while, for a, a few days on something, and did, never thought about that. Oh my god. <laughs> because when I went and picked him up, he retired recently, and I I, I forgot yeah. about that story. And he had two big toolboxes. That he moved moved back, and I was like, "Hey, is this the?" Because I just assumed, "Hey, is this the toolbox that you worked on with Carol Shelby?" Yeah, that's the one. Cool. I could see that. I said something like, "I like to see the signature," and he goes, "Oh, I didn't have him sign it." And him. I went, I'm, "What?" It's like a thing. It's a yeah. known thing. If you worked with Carol Shelby, he like he'll sign your wiener. He, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I yeah. do know that I know of a guy. I used to work at Kulu when that was a thing. When Quaker State was still a company, mm-hmm. and uh, the Kulu here in Kingman. And wow, good thing they changed that. They still have Kulu because of all what's going on now in. Politics, <laughs> the Q lube, Q anon lube. They're like, no, this isn't really dinosaurs' blood. It's the blood of uh, pedophiles, like or some weird shit. <laughs> lubrication with pedophile it's blood. Lubrication with pe- pedophile blood. <laughs> anyway, anyway, worked at Q lube. Worked at Q lube, and there was a guy who was a traveling trainer that came in to show us, like a teach us how to use a new as a transmission flush machine or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he. We got, he was in town for a week or whatever, and he was he was a younger guy. He was like in his mid twenties, which I was around twenty mm-hmm. uh, when I worked there. And we got to talking, and uh, he actually came over to Linda and I's house when Portia was like a little baby, mm-hmm. or actually she may not have been born yet. He came over to Portia. We did cook out, had dinner with him. just a cool guy. He's a car guy, had a few hot rods and whatnot, and hung out with me and my idiot car friends. And then the conversation over beers around like a little fire we had out front, a little fire pit. He talked about working uh, or having Carol Shelby come into his w- one of the the Q loops he worked at in Texas, mm-hmm. and got his oil changed and whatever. It wasn't even it was just a regular. It was like it wasn't a Honda Civic, but it was like like a Buick he, Regal. He, have, he was like a, just a customer. He just, he, just, he just came in like a customer. Oh, that not make you nervous to actually turn around just got to well, fuck it, this up. I asked him that. <laughs> I said, "Did you work? Were you working the pit? Were you up top?" He goes, "I was in the pit," 
And my boss came downstairs. My boss is about, you know, 40, 50 years old. And he goes, be safe with this car. Do you know who Carol Shelby is? And he's like, yeah, like Shelby Mustang. He goes, that's whose car it is. He's up there right now. And that he's like, if he would have just told him afterward, right. he would have been much better. As he walks back but up the steps and washes his hands off. No, he's shaking when he's no, trying to undo the drain plug. I don't want to touch it. Like, <laughs> I want to hear him go in that southern draw. Make sure you torque to spec there, Sonny. Like, I don't want to <laughs> hear Carol Shelby tell me to torque something to specs because right. I will snap the fucking bolt off. <laughs> and uh, But he ended up getting him to sign everybody's toolbox because sure. this guy the, the the manager of the place got him said hey man would you i know this is a, you know make my guys day my crew if you came in and signed the toolboxes mm-hmm. so he's been doing that I and mean, that was a over thing he does that's a yeah. thing he does and that was over 20 years ago and i'm sure he did it mm-hmm. well before that that was just that i i would have loved to have met the guy like a yeah just a true innovator and just balls that speaking clamped. of signing things and quaker state i think this is a quaker state was it you you probably are too young to know this wasn't Arnold Palmer a spawn? His name was used for Quaker State oil, motor oil at some point. Does that ring a bell? No, it doesn't ring a bell. But I'm not saying he wasn't. I know I you're just... not a golfer, and it's a little before your time. I'll come, but I, th- I think, I think. Let's just say that it was. But I'm pretty sure that it was. So there was a, um, there was a contest going on in the Atlanta area, where you had to. It was like a, uh, what's the fucking hunt when you go around looking for certain objects and stuff in the neighborhood and scavenger hunt. Thank, thank you, thank you. They had kind of a scavenger hunt. See, if you had spent less time on Facebook, you would have remembered that. My brain wouldn't be quite so... <laughs> it wouldn't be tapioca right now. My brain is now tapioca <laughs> flashing level. You're half vegetable at this point. Because of Facebook. Okay. So uh, they had this kind of scavenger hunt. It was, a, it was a contest. Like, you collect these 20 things, and then the, you know, the first 10 people that show up to the radio station you know, next Tuesday will get a chance to win a new car or something. Yeah. It was kind of a big thing. Yeah. So people were doing it, and one of them was a, a signed, because it showed, no, it's Pennzoil. That's okay. what it was. I think it was Pennzoil. There was a commercial for Arnold, Arnold Palmer, and he was, he, his name was used on, he was like, oh, yeah, I use Pennzoil on my cars all the time, whatever. And part of the commercial was him signing a can of either Quaker State or Pennzoil right. on Arnold Palmer. So one of the objects in this was a, a, a signed can of, uh, of Pennzoil. <laughs> From Arnold Palmer, I'm going, what the fuck? Well, you know pe- how I know it? This is before my time. No, because it was a can of oil. It was, yeah, actually, it was it, a that, cylinder shape, a cylinder can of oil. Yes. Like I haven't, yeah. like I've never purchased and one. This or is seen actually one for during, sale. if I recall, this is during. Now, now I'm really, it's really hilarious because I remember that was a problem because a lot of things weren't cans, but they were changing out right then. They're going to the plastic jugs. Yeah. So it was during that time period, I think, and um. But what people weren't thinking about, people finally figured it out because, like, two weeks from then, there was the Atlanta Golf Classic or where the fuck it was, and Arnold Palmer was going to be there. So enough people figured out and started talking to each other, and that motherfucker probably signed, I don't know how many cans of Pennzoil or Quake. He was pissed off at, at some point because uh-huh. he was just being followed. Around. There were more people following Arnold Palmer around than anybody else at this golf tournament with their cans of oil for him to sign. <laughs> and that, that, is, that is funny shit. <laughs> I just like people signing things had nothing to do with Carol Shelby. Nothing to do with Carol Shelby. I think it was Pennzoil, though. It, I think it might have been Pennzoil. Yeah. Does that maybe ring a bell? Not even a little bit. Okay. But I think I remember <laughs> hearing about him having, like, weird sponsorships. Yeah. Oh, he took advantage of it. Oh, well, yeah, I would, too. Absolutely. Speaking of. Take advantage of it. Wasn't, wasn't Arnold Palmer known for being sober? Like, he was, like, the counterpoint to John Daly and Jack Nicholas. Let me think about this. Well, the, the reason I bring this up is that someone who I work with 
said, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we made a, a seltzer that tastes like an Arnold Palmer, but it would be alcoholic? Oh, that'd be funny. I'm like, it defeats the purpose of an Arnold, now, Arnold, Palmer. Arnold Palmer. is lemonade, lemonade and, and iced tea. Iced 50, tea, and 50, that's 50, it. 50. Yeah. No, with, no... with no booze in it. Okay. And this was a lemonade and iced tea with alcohol in okay, it. Okay, so I'd it's like a... that. Arnold Palmer was, I think he was notorious, notorious Let's look that for up real quick. being sober. Was Arnold Palmer a teetotaler? A teetotaler. <laughs> that's an old term, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Talk about dating yourself with teetotalers. <laughs> teetotalers, Arnold Palmer. And uh, cans of oil. <laughs> I actually have one of those, the punch the punch spout. That oh, yeah. I, I have one of those I inherited from my grandfather. That's, you know what I heard from my grandfather? You've, you've seen that somewhere. It's somewhere in storage okay, now. It's ox cart. No, no. It's got one of those those cans that's stamped, and it has the big spout that, that rotates. Oh, yeah. And so you turn that, you put the spout down and rotate the valve, and oil comes out of the bottom of the can. Yeah, yeah. You've seen those? those yeah, are, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. So I've got one or two of those somewhere. Uh, do, 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 stop. Do, do, You're putting the pressure on me. Sorry. We're, not, we're trying to see if Arnold Palmer was a alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, oh. teetotaler. No, he... He didn't drink on the golf course. He drank heavily <laughs> afterwards is what it was. That's a, Yeah. So you're considered a non-drinker if he didn't drink on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was his thing. Is he, like, that he drank Arnold Palmer's, like the 50-50 uh, okay. thing while he was playing golf because everybody else was fucking wasted. Right. Then you go to the 19th hole and get shithouse. With the right tea. Those are pretty tasty, you guys say. Oh, no, they're, they're absolutely, great. yeah. So you, all you need is a shot of vodka in there, though, and then you're you're good to go. One shot of vodka. Oh. I'm sorry, two. There we go. Thank you. Half and half. Right. 50-50 Arnold Palmer. AP, we call it. In the South, is that what you guys call them, the AP? <laughs> I get a 50-50 AP. What if you went into any bar and asked for a 50-50 AP, I hope they fucking throw you out. They Get this fucking guy out of here, please. Have you ever have you ever uh, seen someone try to order a drink at a bar, like a legit bar, like with shots and mixed drinks and beers, like a and, real and someone that knows their shit? That, you're saying so, it, we'll go in. No, someone who goes in and orders something that no, is I mean the bartender we should know. Yeah, the bartender will know, know pretty much anything. Correct. Yeah, uh, my favorite, and I didn't know this, but like I I was at I went to Sporties yesterday for a couple hours mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Which is a wow. weird thing. I haven't okay. been. Well, I just had a friend in from out of town. You remember Lindsay? We were talking about you. Oh. The, actually, she was reminiscing about uh, the flight that you guys took to Havasu and back, and how she, her, and one the person sitting next to her knew that she threw up in the in the bag in the plane. I didn't know she but threw you up at all. No one else knew. No, it was it was. It didn't it, smell like vomit. Right. She was very careful. Didn't tell anybody. She I, she was so embarrassed, and I said, "You you have no idea. Like he, they had no one knew that you threw up." She's like, "I know." And her, I met her boyfriend. He's a good dude, and uh, and he's like that. I mean, look at her. She's about the size of a cat. She I'm is. like, even cats <clears> you hear can throw up. Like, but like Lindsay's a little tiny person. But what's funny anyway, though is I t- we turn the airplane. We I turn the airplane off and look at her. She's okay, and then she has this bag all sealed up, really nicely folded. Like it was hospital corners or something. Yeah, and a, yeah. <laughs> and she, I said, "What? What's that?" I knew it's a vomit bag, but I didn't smell anything. Right. And she looked perfect. And what? What's in the bag? You know, she goes, "Well, I threw up." You did? I didn't hear or see or smell whatever. She goes, "No, I didn't." Okay. All right. Cool. And I didn't really think anything. I'm so sorry. She goes, "No, I feel. Are you okay? Are you sure you want to eat or something? We can probably get some Pepto Bismol by the behind the counter over here. Or whatever. No, I'm fine." So I got out and I start walking, and she's walking like right behind me like i mean right behind me like i can feel 
the bag of vomit is touching my back. <laughs> if not, it's not dirty. I'm not freaked out. Yeah, but yeah. I turn around and say, what are you doing? He goes, I, I don't want anybody to see me. And, you know, with this bag of, of vomit, <laughs> oh, which is really small. She's so fucking precious. That's right. funny. And first of all, they couldn't see anything because I was. She's very small, you know, and I'm not a s- small person. So right. I'm going. No one cares. Oh, I'm sure they're. You know how paranoid you, you. Every time you're doing whatever, you're paranoid. You know. Yeah. People are looking at you no matter what the fuck's going on. I'm looking around. I, I stop for a second. I'm, Let me just look around for just a minute. Nope. No one cares. Nope. Nobody cares at all. It's There's fine. no one here that cares. You are not the first person. I said I will take your bag. So that's going to even make it worse. And we had this discussion, <laughs> and I went. If you feel bad, she goes, no, I'll just, I'll just walk right behind you so no one can that see it. That's so funny. So it's like we were like a, some kind of Mexican dish yeah. <laughs> with the vomit in between or whatever. So where are we going to put it? I said, it doesn't matter. It's all sealed up. There's trash cans all around here. So she kept falling. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we went to the back behind that building and then found a hangar somewhere behind there. And I just yeah. threw in a big trash barrel or something. It's- and no one cared. So anyway, anyway so I was Lindsay in forties. That's why I was there because gotcha. I knew she was leaving this afternoon. She was talking I was, about when she got I, sick of the airplane. Yeah, yeah. but it. we, but we're um, sitting there at like at the bar or standing at the bar waiting, and then this like group of like five women who are already drunk at like three o'clock in the afternoon. More power to them. Mm-hmm. But they're like, "Hey, they we need some. Can we get drinking? We need some margaritas." Da, 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 da. And like, and the one lady's like, "Oh, you know what sounds good? Mai tais." We should get oh banana Mai Tais. Oh, my God. And this poor bartender is a day shift bartender who <laughs> she's probably used to very simple stuff. Vodka soda. Maybe beers, a screwdriver, maybe. Screwdriver. And, and, and I'm sure she can do a Long Island iced tea because they have a pre-mix for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, asking someone at 3 o'clock in the for afternoon at a dive bar for banana Mai Tais and, and the lady's like, I don't even know how I would make that. What, you don't have banana juice? And I was like... <laughs> The one, the one woman said, you don't have banana juice. Like, banana juice is just a fucking thing. Right. Like, I can see, uh, like, making pog drinks, like the passion fruit orange guava, because they make that pre-mixed in a jug or in a carton. You can go and buy that yeah, in Safeway. but banana juice? But banana juice <clears throat> to make banana right. Mai Tais? What a fucking asshole. There are, there are bars, though. There, a couple of these were in Atlanta. It was funny, though, because they would be, like, they, the bartenders would challenge you. I know every drink there is. Just try me. Just try me. And if I don't know it, so there were a couple of drinks I knew they would not know from the Bahamas that were because every little tiny island, tiny island down there, they would have their they own. They have drink their own kind of and their own spin on something yeah. that might be all over the place. So one of them was yeah. called a conch pearl, and uh, and then he just looked at me kind of funny. I'm going, yeah, you asked for it. I'm you asked you right now. This is a drink's been out for 20 years at least. What's a conch pearl? What's a I don't know. It's it's a fro- it's a frozen first of all. So it's it's got that. There's uh, it's a heavy kind of a milk drink with coconut, and uh, it's an island kind like of flavor, co- like coconut cream, rum, s- something along stuff those like lines. that. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had it somewhere on the internet by now, but it's really it's a super sweet. You can drink, but it's got high alcohol to where you get hammered. You know, it's one of those sweet drinks that you get. It's a perfect, you know, Alabama shirt remover kind of thing, or you <laughs> want to call it. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> No, Alabama panty remover. It's Alabama panty remover. Were you try, I thought you were trying to make shirts? it a little woke for the Alabama like shirt and skin. remover. Shirts and skins? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> the conch pearl drink. Is oh, this I already liked the little little pre preview on Google. It says you can only find it in Hopetown. That's it. Hopetown. That's it. Hopetown, Bahamas. Oh, God. It's I'm going like to go to the, uh, go Hopetown just to get a bunch of those motherfuckers, man. i got to tell you, they were great. Really bad for you, but great. Oh, I've had one of these before. 
This is a Bahamian drink, but I had it at a Bahamian restaurant in uh, Daytona, Florida. They may have called it something else. No, this was called Mermaid on the Rocks. Okay. It's pineapple juice, pineapple, orange, cranberry juice, five parts Bacardi Gold, two parts Nassau Royal, that royal uh, liqueur. Yeah. Liqueur, yeah. And uh, lemon and lime juice and shake you pour it over rocks. And that okay. is a, anyway, I'm trying to find. That's not just, a Kong Pearl. No, no, no. I know that. That's okay. on the list of all these. Oh. There's a shitload of them. I can't. I'm trying to find the Kong Pearl. Wow, it's not even on the internet. No, it was on the internet. I clicked on the link and it took me to a list of like 40 other recipes. Oh, uh, okay. Have you ever had a painkiller before? Yes. Yeah, I figured you had. I actually have a. I have two mugs. From. Jamaica that so a friend of mine uh, brought me back the older couple that one guy used to be used to be a pilot to live in Bullhead they used to come into Blackbridge all the time for oh, a few yeah. years yeah. they uh, they would go to uh, Jamaica twice a year and he brought me back these two mugs and a bottle of rum uh, Pusser's uh, Royal Rum and the recipe for the painkillers on the on the side of it oh nice yeah which is if we can't find conch pearl recipe I'm gonna make a phone call or a text to someone who knows who to contact down there. And we're going to find the recipe, and we're going to make some conch pearls. What do you think about that? Oh, it's uh, pineapple rum and guava juice and frozen. Yeah, but th- this was this had some whiteness in it, too. Like it was white, like some kind of a uh, coconut cream, something like that, you know? Like, in other words, it was, it was not a... It was not a colorful looking. It was opaque white. Boy, this is really starting to piss me off that it, that it's that hard to find this. I thought you found it just now, though. I thought I did, and then you click on it, and it fucking doesn't oh, work. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't work again. go there. Okay, yeah. all right. It's like a dead link. Is Tommy up right now? What do you think? Night. I like how we're really 10. just stretching. And I'm gonna text my buddy back in South Carolina. He's gonna, and I I love you. You give him. You text. He's the guy that you text years ago when we were talking about the uh, uh, megalodon tooth or whatever, the fucking prehistoric shark they found in, like, the Savannah River or whatever. Right. And you had like, hey, do you still have those? And he just, like, laid out a couple on the on his bed and took a picture. And you're like, well, can you put something next to it for scale? And he's like, have you, he, I think he put an actual fucking engineering ruler next to it <laughs> for scale that had, like, the black and white, like, uh, blocks on it like they have on yes. the side of the fucking space shuttle so you can gauge distance <laughs> he goes uh, ha, uh this is this a sufficient scale enough for you of uh, a shark tooth scale or some shit and, and i'm like i gotta meet this guy someday that, he was, sounds, that was george he, not he knows exactly how to deal with you yeah. ah found it conch pearl uh let's see it's called a conch pearl and you can only get it in hopetown bahamas at a place called abaco inn okay well that's Okay, other places around there make it too, I think. But Eight anyway. ounces of amaretto, six ounces cream de cocoa. There you go. Oh, there you go. Three to four ounces Bacardi rum. Jesus Christ. There you go. Pour all above into shaker, leave on the counter. When ready to make a drink, pour three ounces of the mix into a blender over a little bit of ice and add cocoa Lopez and very little evaporated milk. There you go. Blend it till creamy and then pour into a glass. Yeah, we, need, yes, we definitely need to make these. That's going to get everybody naked. Splash of grenadine for color. That's what it is. Yeah, a little yeah. bit on the top. Yeah, it's great. Well, That's it. I'm going to be bookmarking that. That's exact. Please do. 100%. going to have a conch pearl party. I, I, I love, love tropical drinks. Like, this would be a big, I'm telling you, especially when the fall comes around, just a little bit cooler. Just say, everybody's like done with the summer, let's say. You mean what normal people call summer when it's <laughs> right. like only 85 degrees? Right. 
we'd say, <laughs> hey, you know, we're going to have, we'll have a little get-together. But pretty much, the it's not a theme, but the purpose of this party, we're going to have some burgers and things. All right, nice smooth segue. So what happened was we filled up. Was it the first car we filled the fuck up? Uh, I feel like that happened a long time ago because I'm usually pretty diligent about it, but we've talked a lot longer than we normally do, so I don't yeah. know. It's my fault. All right, so we filled it up, and uh, we're leaving off with this. So it's going to be a conch pearl party sometime. We're going to – Joe and I will perfect the uh, the drink. We'll get the right blender, and we'll probably involve a couple of people right now, that key people that are going to want to be involved with this. Yes. So you know right now. So oh, there's yeah. that. That's coming up, but this weekend, um, uh, this week at, uh, at the downtown cellar, or downtown Kingman uh, cellar door has uh, on Wednesday night they have pianist Jerome Asic, which we've talked about before. Uh, he's the guy that is a trained pianist but never learned classical stuff, which what, I think is just awesome. What day is this? Uh, that's Wednesday. That's when, tonight. tonight. The, when this posts, so when, Wednesday, yep. Wednesday the twenty third. Okay. Thursday night is Nashville songwriter Liam Bauman. I feel like I've heard him play or listen to his stuff before okay but i know i well i'm mean, using nashville song you don't put nashville songwriter on your resume unless you're pretty fucking good what if you see he's on like a tour you think what's, what's going yes on? okay i got it and then on the 20 uh the 25th and 26th which is friday and saturday mm-hmm. uh evenings at the cellar door you have there's a woman named jen howard and she is on she's on her on a tour across North America. I have not listened to her music, but I we you as you and I both know and anybody else who's worth a damn in this town that knows anything about music, Jeremy Foss is co owner with his wife Crystal at the cellar door. Jeremy mm-hmm. is a talented musician, has a great ear for music, and he doesn't book anybody who's gonna Especially be. Especially for two days than, in a row, I wouldn't think. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, so that's, Joe, we're, yeah. we're gonna try to check out uh you and I are gonna be there when? Friday? We just thought it was Friday. You, know? uh, you are probably maybe gonna go there Friday. I don't know what I I might stay in Friday. I haven't decided. I don't know what the rest of my week's gonna be like. What if I promise I know your to week you, is pretty easy. We will we will cut ourselves off at one glass of wine. What if we do that? Then why the hell am I getting dressed, dude? I'm not going to shave my legs for one dressed. glass of wine. I'm not shaving my legs for one glass of wine. You don't have to get dressed. Okay, two glasses of wine. The whole idea is not to blow it out because we're talking about going. And by the way, well, if, you, if you're going to be down in Havasu. Yeah, I was going to say a Havasu, Lake Havasu City at Jeremy's Friday Juke Friday or joint Saturday. is Friday night and Saturday night. The Swillers are playing at there Jeremy's Juke Joint down in, in Havasu, and we're planning on being there Saturday evening yes, for sure. Yes, we are. Um, Should we get a room? Are you going to stay that night? Or you want to get that tuned up? I don't know. I, I don't want to. No. Okay. No. Well, if you don't want to, then uh, we don't a, have to. It's a thought. Anyway, yeah. so that's going on. So, uh, oh, also you said at uh, Blackbridge. At Blackbridge, Friday, Friday night. Friday night we have music going that is, these guys are hilarious. Uh, they're they're called DNR, which if you are either old, have elderly parents, or are, are a caregiver, or work in a hospital, you know the DNR stands for Do Not Resuscitate. Yes. It's two dudes. That make and they're over a certain age, mm-hmm. and they are talented as all hell. They cover everything going back to like the fifties to the last time they played at Blackbridge. They they really they're like, hey, we've been practicing this. We don't know if we're ready to do it yet because they have a, dr- a pre. They, the one guy plays drums into a drum track mm-hmm. or drum machine, records the drums, and, and then they it. and then and then he like the, like before you know they perform. Oh, okay. And they and they play to a drum track because just a guitarist and. So what and was the newer song? Or what and was it was a, it was fucking Enter Sandman. Like they were they were making an attempt at, at Metallica, but they played everything. From, was it pretty good though? It was, was it really okay? good. These yeah. guys and and they're like, I know we're old farts, but uh, we I promise you, we play music that was made after 1975. Like they just crack jokes about. Because they kind of bands that do that, they know that they're we've all be been to these bands. Hundred like, percent. Oh my god! And that's we why just... we keep booking them because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. So DNR is playing Friday night Friday at Blackbridge. Night. Got it. And got a nice full weekend. So if you end up deciding to go to Havasu, or you're in Havasu, 
or you have heard of Havasu, Jeremy's Juke go to Jeremy's Juke Joint Friday night slurs. or Saturday night. Saturday night, we'll sign autographs. Maybe your toolbox. Uh, Bring your toolbox. Bring your Snap-on toolbox. We'll I, will, I, I'm, I will be signing exclusively sa- only on Saturday night from mm-hmm. 7 to 7.15. Mm-hmm. I will be signing uh, birth control devices. Like devices. Like could Whatever be, it, could it might be. It could be a condom in the wrapper. It could be a condom in the wrapper, preferably uh, not used. It could be an IUD. Uh, it could be an IUD that you're having to get implanted. It could be just the packaging for your mm-hmm. IUD. I, mm-hmm. I'll sign that. Uh, what else could I sign? A chastity um, belt? Nah, I don't want to sign a chastity belt. That's like that's not birth control. That's just control. That's true. I I I mean I'll I'd sign damn near anything, but I think I draw the line at like chastity belts. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but I don't I, know. I, I bet you if someone brings a chastity belt, I, I'd I, probably sign it. I'll sign somebody's cock ring. Like if you bring me gloves and I can sign, I'll <laughs> sign it. That's fine. Oh my God. Yeah. I, 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 love, I, I, I hope that somebody shows up with, with the I hope someone actually listens. Some, one of the 18 <clears> people <throat> who listen to the podcast will show up Saturday night at Jeremy's Juke Joint, and I will sign whatever method of birth control you choose to use. Yeah. Choose to use. Choose to use. There you go. That's a good phrase for there something. There we go. The phrase that pays. The phrase that pays. <laughs> oh, God. I have to throw this out there because mm-hmm. I'm so proud of this. You know, Dan... Who we, we won't Dan? talk Dan. We won't talk about his last name on here, but he's a carpenter, and you have him in your, in your phone as Dan Carpenter. Sure, because that's and how. And you're I, like yeah. Dan. You know Dan Carpenter. I'm like I don't know a Dan Carpenter. <laughs> I know a hundred Dans or Daniels or Dano mm-hmm. or Danny, but I don't know a Dan Carpenter. You're like you know, he hangs out of Blackbridge. He's bald. He's got a red truck. I'm like, you mean Dan? And I said his last name. Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, and like and. I had I had forgotten about it, and I like he walked in, and we were talking. And I said, "You know, Paul didn't know your last name for the longest time, so he had you in your in his phone as Dan Carpenter, and he <laughs> didn't even find it fun. It wasn't that he was uh, he wasn't annoyed with it. He's just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like if he didn't know my last name, he might. I mean, last name. It was so funny because it think was he such was a, mad that he didn't know his last name. No, 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 okay. no, no. He didn't laugh at it. He didn't think that that was funny. Mm-hmm. He just was like that. Just very matter of fact, like yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of last names came from, like Carpenter, yeah, Taylor, what they did. Smith, and Thatcher, I'm like, Thatcher. Yes, yes, Dan, I know that. Shoemaker. I just thought you would find it funny that he put you in there as Carpenter, right? so he could it? identify you. It's like it's and, like Middle Ages stuff, Dan. And he he just. <laughs> Stared at me blank. <laughs> stared at me blankly for like three seconds, and he just busted up laughing. He goes, "No, it actually is really funny. I just want to <laughs> fuck with you." And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, Big D, the Dan man, Dan, Dan, the Carpenter man, <laughs> pounding." And I was like, "He's, he's pounding like, nails. He's like the 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 uh, like just walking the path of Christ, Dan, <laughs> Dan, the Carpenter man." Oh uh, God, what is like, uh, shit. God damn it! I say it was. Dan from age Dan, one to seventeen, no one knows where no, he was. Dan, no, 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 no. I did, I did, but I, he was like uh, uh, pounding things that want to get na- or nailing things that need to get nailed, and or, and and hammering things or and nailing things that are already hammered or something like that. And I, and he's like, I might be the coolest fucking thing anybody's ever said about me. <laughs> and it was like, but it was goddamn it, it was like a great turn of the phrase. And then even Jesh and a couple other people looked at me like, that was. That's how fucking marketing things happen. Like that's how yeah. like brilliant marketing. Like I, I, somebody needs to write this down because that's some Madison Avenue it. stuff right there. It buddy. kind of is. It was like it's some, and I heard somebody behind me like this this, this older guy that comes into Blackbridge pretty much every day for like one or two beers, and he goes, "Yeah, you're a regular Don Draper over there." And I was like, <laughs> "Ah, fuck you, man." Um, anyway, well, uh, now that we've 
uh, finished up our episode. Yes. That's what we've got for the week, folks. I hope you have a wonderful week and a great weekend. Be safe. And try a conch pearl.